You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, Hannies. It's Amiria Sai, and you're back for season two of The Take On. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Take On. It's Amir Yaz. I'm here with my All About the Tea family. Oh, it's always nice to be with family. Hi, Richie. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monique. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Hello. Um, Monica, I'm in charge now, baby. You're always in charge. You're in the driver's seat. Uh I like that, Amir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, If if you've been living under a rock, you don't know All About the Tea. Uh, Monica's amazing blog. She's like our Charlie to, to, you know, we're the angels to her Charlie. So we don't see her, but we love her. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Yes. Thank it. you for having me. Of course. And then, of course, DJ Richie Sky, Rich Daddy, uh, YouTube extraordinaire, <laughs> covering everything. I mean, I don't know how when, how and when you sleep, but you're doing a lot. So um, thank you for being here. You, you know, sleep when you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the love of my heart, the apple of my eye, Monique Kelly, dating expert and novelist. I mean, Reality and Chaos is my favorite book. The one and only book I've read this past two years, but it's my favorite. So I love it. Hey, baby daddy. How are you, honey? I am better now that I hear your voice. Oh, I love you guys. It's so nice. Like I'm always like interviewing people I don't know. And it's so nice to just be like interviewing people I know. It's always so Mm -hmm. nice. You just feel that immediate warmth and comfort so it's very nice um this is the family right Mm -hmm. it's like it's like we're at the you know the barbecue just chilling out and i'm not mad at it i'm not (laughs) 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 i love it um i want to dive in right off the top i want to hear you know what your opinions are about megan markle and this whole thing it's gone crazier today they've released like unseen footage from that interview and it's just like going crazy. So what are your thoughts? Whoever is really kind of impassioned, I want to hear what the thoughts are. Okay. You know, I think I was British in another life. I think I was (laughs) Anne Boleyn in another life. I lived in London. I studied abroad there. So I have always had a love of the royal family. And I hate that She's experienced what she has experienced. However, it's just so disappointing to see it go to this level of where it's going. It's nasty. It's become a smear campaign. And I hate the idea of William and Harry not speaking. They've been through so much together as siblings. And I hate that. And I am sure that if the late great Princess Di were alive, she would not have wanted that. So it's just sad where this is going. And I hope it doesn't continue to go too far because it's gotten too far, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, to me, it's 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 sad, but it's not surprising. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think what was most surprising to me was that you had people like your Bethany Frankels, your Dorinda oh, Medleys, who spoke out so vociferously before even seeing the interview, mind you. Okay. And to take it a step further, it's National Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. So now you are trying to silence and marginalize a woman. Okay, and 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 to take it a step further, a woman of color 
from talking about her experiences. These are her experiences. And this is the one time she's gotten to speak up for herself. And the media has torn her apart for months, years at this point. It's crazy to me how there are so many women who want her to just sit back and take it because she should have known what she was getting into. That bothers me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's very true. I mean, it's funny because before I was a publicist, a lot of people told me, you should know that celebrities are difficult. But there's a difference between knowing something and then living it. There's a difference between being disrespected, having dog shit thrown at you, and then understanding that that's celebrities being dramatic. Like, it, it's it's crazy. People always say things like that. And I'm like, yeah, like, she should have known. But she, I don't think she knew that, you know, a cartoonist would draw her holding an ape coming out of the hospital. Like, oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. That's what I'm talking about. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. I forgot about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That, you know, and it's like a lot of people are like, well, you hot, you know, they spent $45 million on your wedding. You should shut your mouth. It's like, but that wedding wasn't for her. That wedding was for the people. Like, she was very clear about that. So I thought that was kind of refreshing that she was clear about the difference. It's so interesting because Bethany Frankel didn't comment on the elections, Mm -hmm. didn't really speak on that. And I found it very uh, disheartening that she came out so hard against Megan when normally she doesn't really comment about stuff like that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd. And I, I heard from when I talked to Jill Zarin, she said that Siggy Flicker and Bethany were hanging out on New Year's Eve. And oh, Siggy's no. a huge Trump supporter. So I was like, oh, if they're friends, then Bethany's one of those secret Trumpers for sure. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. Wow. Not great. <laughs> I mean, and then the apology. What do we think about the apology? So you say one thing, you watch it, and then you give the apology. Is that genuine when you look at what Bethany's done on her talk show, not only to Kenya Moore, but also to Amarosa, like the things she said to them, those are all microaggressions. Like, is the apology enough? Like, what do we think? No. Mm. The if I offended you is what bothers me about that (laughs) quasi-apology. Mm-mm. The if I offended you is like, um, is the no offense. It's always like, no offense, but, and you're going to offend the person. So when you say like, (laughs) if I offended you, you did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And I think it's so funny. I had had posted it and someone had messaged me and said, well, you're not, you're not black. So why do you care? And I'm like, "Uh, but I'm also a person in the world. So you should care. (laughs) Like. I just, it's like this idea that we're, and then what really bothered me at my core, and I, and I talked to Monica about this, was that Bethany Frankel was trending on the day that Meghan Markle was also trending. Why are we giving this white woman a platform? Even hate tweets, she's still going to be trending. Like, that really bothered me. Hmm. That hmm. was, that was not good. Monica, what are your thoughts? You're very quiet. Oh, I was just waiting. I just didn't want to talk over anyone. No, no, Um, you're fine. I want to hear from you, honey. That interview (laughs) blew me away because I didn't expect Meghan or Harry to, you know, spill, expose as much as they did. But I was so proud of Harry because he was what Charles should have been to Diana. Mm -hmm. He stepped up. He protected his wife. And um, I know his mother's looking down and just smiling. Oh, I, I hope so. I mean, I think that yeah. he's 
done her proud. And I hope that with their projects, they can really bring forth something different. Like I hope that all of their deals, media deals are not going to be just like hammering this in like, Oh, the Royal, like, I don't want to keep hearing the same narrative. Like I hope we're going to tell stories of uplifting. We're going to tell, you know, hopefully they're going to have writers and directors, people of color, like telling their stories. I hope it's not going to be like, let's relive this over and over again. Cause I I just don't think that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question, uh, Monica mm-hmm. specifically? What what is your take on the the difference between UK media and US media? Because it seemed like it seems like UK media is a is is a bit vicious. Yep, they are. They're ruthless. They don't have the same filters or etiquette, I should say, mm-hmm. like they like we have here in the US. U.S. media, they're more filtered, more refined. Uh, everything is kind of PC, whitewashed, and clean. Over in the U.K., it's a free-for-all. They're very yep. vicious, and I would use Piers Morgan as an example of that. Oh. Do you oh. see how out of control and barbaric and nasty and rude he can get? That's a good yeah. example yeah. of the U.K. media. Barbaric. I like that yeah. word, Monica. Well, mm-hmm. doesn't paparazzi come from the Italian word? So I know that the Europeans are kind of the ones inventing this whole thing. And there's been a lot of UK celebrities, um, you know, from various reality shows that have committed suicide because of the media. And that's oh. not, you know, and that's not something that is, it's almost not shocking to people from the UK. And they recently put forth this whole mandate about not being able to filter your photos on Instagram in the UK. But I'm like, why don't you guys try focusing instead of that, focus on the viciousness of your media. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. You need to filter their mouths. That's what they mm-hmm. need to filter. <laughs> right. No, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Pier- yeah, go ahead, Richie. Did Piers leave Good Morning I, Britain? That's what he's saying. But they said he received 41, they received 41,000 complaints. So I think they gave him the boot. It was a mutual thing. They should have done that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's like Bill O'Reilly of the UK. I get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm, I just think that he, it's like kind of like Bethany, and me and Monica talked about this as well. Um, you know, Bethany and Pierce Morgan, they almost like say things that that are so crazy just to get that attention, and it kind of works in their benefit. And then they start going viral and trending, and then they apologize. I mean, Pierce never does, but they they use that. They they're like almost strategic in that. Like it's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I, I don't like this idea of saying so- something controversial just for the sake of you know, getting attention or eyes on your podcast or something like that. I mean, I feel like a lot of what we do is, especially in the media here, and I think the good the good type of media, I, I guess I'm sort of speaking about, is we're calling out injustices. We're calling out the scandals. We're reporting on what's actually happening. And it's not this vicious thing of, you know, I'm just going to say what I want to say because I can say it and it doesn't matter who I hurt. And it's mm-hmm. shocking to me that Bethany has taken this 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 stance since she's had this podcast. Right. It, it's almost like she was like, I'm going to use this opportunity to like, so it's not a mistake. Because like, that's why the apology no. for me Mm-mm. doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. it's not a mistake because then you promoted your podcast, right? 
Monique, mm-hmm. what do you think? I agree with you. Everything yeah. Bethany does is super duper calculated. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right, Amir. She definitely did this on purpose. This was calculated. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she does. It's the same, you know, repeat, rinse, and wash cycle for her. This is mm-hmm. quintessential Bethany Frankel. And um, she accomplished her goal. She was trending. People couldn't mm-hmm. stop talking about her. And the whole apology was part of the PR campaign. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I used to be my job, girl. It's like, uh, yeah, make a mess and Amir would clean it up. <laughs> it's like, how about you don't make a mess? Like, I had a client that literally every week I was cleaning up his mess. And I'm like, how about you just keep your mouth shut? How like, about that part? <laughs> how about that? Like, everyone mm-hmm. wants to say, you know, things out the left side of their mouths. But you learn how to, like, filter and adjust and... I think that with that, it's like with Bethany too, like there's this lack of filter. And even with me, when I started my TikTok, I was, you know, throwing shade at celebrities. And then I realized I'm like, what's my line? You know, I, I would never talk about people's marriages or children. That was like really my, I would never make fun of people's families. But like, Monica, I wanted to ask you this, you know, with like, you know, spilling all that tea and like, of course, everyone loves that celebrity gossip, pop culture. What's your line? Like, what's something that you're like, I don't, I'm not going to print that. Even if I know it's juicy, I'm going to get a lot of views. Is there something that you're just like, this is my red zone. I'm not going there. You know what? Generally, no. Okay. Because that's the line of business I'm in, but I do have a heart and I am a mother. So when it comes to children and, um, I kind of steer away from that if it's too salacious and too scandalous. Like I've heard some things about Teresa Judice's kids when they were younger that I did not mm-hmm you know, publish or circulate because it was just too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love, so there is a line and then then it's, it it seems that it's like children is kind of your soft spot. You're not like, yeah, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I mean, I think there's this idea and I even had this preconceived notion before I was part of, um, you know, the fam of like what it, it what is gossip, right? I, I've worked with Perez Hilton and then All About the Tea. Like I was such a fan and you kind of have this idea of who is running a gossip website and then you meet someone like you and you have such a good energy and such a warm heart. And it's like, I, I love that like dichotomy of like what we both do. Because I'm very emotional as well. People are like, oh, you're just so like shady, but I really have a big heart. So it's like kind of those two sides of us. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean it. I mean it. I really do. Um, Yeah, I want to ask. Okay, I want to ask Monique about this. I think it's really, it was really like fascinating when I was watching the interview. I kept thinking about this one word resentment, like between Harry and Meghan. I kept thinking, okay, she gave up all this. You know, she gave up her personal life and maybe, and if you don't think she had a big career, whatever, whatever career she had, she was paying her bills. She gave that up. He gave up his family and, you know, the crown and all of that. So, in 10, 15 years, Monique, what's your opinion about resentment, feeling like, do you think that they could start blaming each other? Like- well, you know, that was the interesting part for me watching this, because I believe in 10 years, maybe even sooner, Harry is going to regret this mm-hmm. interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they talked about what she was going to discuss and what she was going to disclose, but even the part about what they said about Archie and his skin coloring, um, Harry seemed surprised that that was brought up in the interview. Maybe I was reading too much into it, but he seemed surprised. But yeah, I think if they're still together, 
great. I, I, I think that they will overcome this. I'm looking forward to the day when him and his brother, they can get together again, Kate and Megan, maybe they'll reconcile. But I feel like I'm trying to be PC because I have very different views about this whole situation than the popular vote. So um, I just think there was a way that this could have been done that would have been a little more tactful. Agreed. Um, and I don't feel like it was. I'll just mm -hmm. say that much. Mm. Interesting. Do you think that if it was a different person, I kept thinking, and I love Oprah, don't get me wrong, don't come for me like, y'all, I'm a huge Oprah stan. I felt like because she's their friend, I felt like there's a blind spot. When you're interviewing your friends, there's always a bit of a blind spot. And I, I really felt like in my heart of hearts that someone like Gail could have really come in there and kind of dismantled her walls. Because I think Oprah let her get away with having a wall up for most of the interview. I agree. I agree with that. And there's, yeah. there seemed to be, there's no doubt that Harry loves Megan. I mean, right. his love is next level inspirational mm -hmm. love, but there seemed to be somewhat of a disconnect at a certain point in the interview between him and Megan. Something yeah. just seemed, I don't know if the word is off, but just there seemed to be a disconnect and I can't put my finger on it. Mm. What about their body language? The way they were holding hands, there was one moment where they were almost white knuckling and he was holding her hands from above. Like I kept looking at the body language because I'm such a, I'm so into nonverbal communication because a lot of people say things, but you've been coached by a hundred media coaches. I used to do that for a living. Like, but the way that they had their hands interlocked, what did you think about that, Monique? Where he kind of was almost white knuckling her at times. There were points where I saw that and there were points when I saw her going to grab his hand and mm -hmm. he wasn't going to grab it back. Now, I don't know if I was looking for something. I think I was looking for something. And right. I was also three glasses of wine in as well. <laughs> so therefore, <laughs> I might have been seeing a different interview than all of you guys saw, okay? Oh my God. Probably a better interview. I think, Monique, Monique, I think you and I are on the same page with some things here. I really do. I, we always are, Monica. We always are. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's why I brought you guys. I don't want the popular opinion. I can go on Instagram and look at that. Because I think a lot of people are so quick to be like, she should have known better or or like fully standing her, which is fine. But I think it's important to understand that like, she was an adult. I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think anyone coerced her or put her under duress to do anything. So even if she didn't know what it was, she did sign up for something. And I, I wish there was, I, I know that like with mental health, it's really hard as well, like with the whole suicidal thoughts. But I wish she would have just been like a bit more accountable. Like I felt like there were moments where she was almost delusional. And I want to know what Richie thinks about this, about where she was like, oh, I didn't Google him. And ah, I don't know. Ah, <sighs> like yeah. really? Uh-uh. Uh -uh. Some people say, Amir, you know, the interview was like a lights, camera, action type of thing. Mm. You know, I just hope that th this interview doesn't serve as a high profile example of how to be fooled by a narcissist with a plausible victim story in 20 years. I, I'm praying. Mm -hmm. I'm praying that it's a fairy tale and that they're still together, really and truly. Interesting. Yeah, I felt a little bamboozled by like... The way, the way that like the interview tidbits were presented and then the interview as a whole, I felt, I was like, first of all, 
Like, stop showing the chickens. Like, oh, my care. God. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I couldn't. Care. You are the freaking prince of England. Why? are I don't want to see you with chickens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to see it. I, I just don't. Wanna see it. I, I don't want to see it. The, the best part I of that whole thing is a simple life, guys. Life yeah, guys. right. Please, please, those life chickens probably action. eat better than we do. Please. <laughs> please. Simple life. I mean, in the richest just, county in Los Angeles, in California, they're yeah. living a simple life. Come on, and they're staying in Tyler Perry's house. Like, where did Tyler Perry come from? What? I'm just confused. I'm just like, Meghan Markle has never been in a Tyler Perry movie. Where did Tyler Perry come from? And then I hate it. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say this. When they're like, you know, we had, we didn't have any money, and like where they tried to almost sound like they were destitute. I, I just. And then saying that you never Googled them, come on, Megan, girl, you are so 38. Wait, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop that right there because I have never been in a relationship or talked to somebody that I Googled. Now, I might have done a whole fax, okay? I might have checked <laughs> with some friends to find out what you know about this person. Is there right. word on the curb about them? But I, and I, and I don't know if it's, and maybe I would now, okay, because I feel like I'm just at a different place in life, but I don't have to do that now. But right. I, I just feel like I, I, I believe her, but I did find that to be a little odd just because he is a prince. That's right? what I'm saying. This is why That's I love you guys. Like, yeah. he's not just a prince. He is the son of, you know, I'm obsessed with Princess Di. The son of Princess Di. Like, right, right. even if he's you didn't like the- look, you know. But I almost felt like she maybe didn't want to say she did because I kind of feel like if she says she did, then people would scrutinize, oh, well, she was after him all along. She was a gold digging, you know, this, that, and the third. So she was all, okay. she always knew what she wanted, you know? So I don't know if her answers, I almost felt like there were certain answers that came from her that felt rehearsed and, yes. and maybe they felt rehearsed from her time being in or within the institution. Mm-hmm. It's Very possible. robotic, right? Very PR-like. Um, yeah. But I still sympathize for Megan. There's no doubt she was in over her head. Okay. Um, she didn't receive any kind <laughs> of um, princess leadership training. They didn't put her in a princess no. school for six months, which I find mm-hmm. to be re- absolutely just, I can't even comprehend because like Amir mentioned last night or someone mentioned on our podcast last night, there is five forks that you, they sit you down at a table yep. to use. That was me. You have to be, you, need- you have to have knowledge on these things. You eat with yes, dignitaries and so I can't even imagine how she just felt in over her head and mm-hmm. felt very alone and um, silenced into a corner someplace. Yeah. You would think they would get you some training, like something. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. crazy. So I, I just, that stuff I didn't, and I I don't know if it was her trying to be like what Richie said, trying to be earnest, like, oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. Or like even what they said about like their Netflix deal or Spotify. Oh, we never thought of that. I'm like, you were on a show for six seasons. You had a manager, an agent who I knew. You're telling me they never thought for Netflix for you? Like even if you were not going to be in entertainment, that had to have crossed your mind at some point. I just felt like some of that stuff was just, 
it just, it was so earnest. And even the way she was sitting, like my mom was like, oh, she shouldn't be sitting like that when she's pregnant. Cause she was sitting so relaxed that it almost looked faked. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was like, oh, I'm so comfortable with Oprah in this, in this topic that I'm almost going to kind of lay out. And I was like, I don't know. I just, it just didn't match the, the intensity of the dialogue. I don't know. It was just very bizarre. So you're saying she came <laughs> off a little disingenuous then, maybe. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and whether Slightly. she was just scared, it seemed like mm-hmm. there were moments where she was very terrified. Like she had that wall up and she didn't want to talk. But then I'm like, you said everything you shouldn't have said if you were scared. So I, 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 I mean, I mean, she said you could have said more stuff that you quote unquote shouldn't have said than she said. I mean, mention it all. <laughs> mention it all. <laughs> She did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. She did. I she was like, oh listening. my God. She just, what? I mean, in my mind, and I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like I'm a little afraid for them because I felt like there were secrets revealed. And granted, I do feel like, now this is just me as the black man talking Oh, okay. Just li- hear me out with this. <laughs> I do feel like there was a part of you know what was going on in the royal family that was like, listen, this child is about to be black. We don't know how dark they're gonna be. I don't know what's about to happen with this. We don't really want this in our lineage. I do feel like that, mm-hmm. but I also feel like the institution ain't gonna like that they came out and spoke out about this. I don't care if they are over here in California. I know. You're right. Yeah. I feel like the institution is like B613. <laughs> what? No, you didn't take it back to B613. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure they have properties in the US. I mean, it's not like it's un like unimaginable that they have ways to get to them. Like, and they're living on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Montecito mm-hmm. is in like Montecito, a very- now we know. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, they already posted a picture of their house all online. You can see every exit point and you in and out. And and it's and someone said it. They're like literally, it's like putting something in their food. It's not even that difficult. It's not like they're gonna have to send an assassin. It's like someone puts something in their food and that's it. And I just it's just confusing because like their son is very, very white to me. I mean, like she's a she's half black, but I know people that are half Asian and get married, and then you don't even see the Asian in the child. So mm-hmm. it just it was so interesting to me. Like, did the, did the royal family not know about how genes work? Because that's not how it always works. So I just thought, like, wouldn't they just wait till the baby's born and then make those decisions? I didn't check really understand. The, there, you know, check the ears because here's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we don't that's know. what someone said last night. Check the ears. Yep. Check the ears because here's the thing that's beautiful about black folk. Okay. We come in so many different shades and colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm one mm-hmm. complexion. My brother was chocolatey and chocolate and fine. So, you know, this next baby could come out looking like her mom. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. obviously, but you just don't know. You don't. And they've seen the mom. And they probably yeah. were just had some fear in their hearts. <laughs> Monica, I can't. I can't. Thinking in their boots at the wedding. I mean, they were. Let's keep they it were. real. Let's mm-hmm. keep it real. They looked at those freckles, honey, peeking out, and they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> here we go. Like, yeah. we're going to have some craziness on our hands. And, you know, like, a lot of people, like, I know when my dad was watching it, was like, wow, Meghan Markle's beautiful. Like, I didn't know she had those freckles. Like, I think she presented a lot of times as. Even on suits, she she was like almost looked Latina. She's she's kind of played 
different ethnicities throughout her career as well. So for a lot of people, it's like when they see her mom, they're just kind of like, whoa. Okay, like, no you- shade, Amir. I'm sorry. No yeah. shade, Amir. Outside yeah. of Suits and um, the other game show, what else was she on? I mean, she's done like guest spots. I, I remember she oh, did okay. a guest spot on some ABC family show and she was playing Latina. And I was like, oh, Wait a okay. I know this girl from Suits. She, she I know because on Suits, they actually had her dad as, um, you know, a, a, a black man. So they did oh, that right okay. at least. But yeah, okay. she's always kind of covered up the freckles, presented in a different way. So I kind of like that she kind of let the freckles out. She's starting to kind of, you know, like I think the, the royal family really was like, don't show it. Like, you gotta, they must have been controlling something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I this thought she was thing. a white girl. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. And I think I that even before the royal family, I think she was, I think she was playing more to that side. That wasn't yeah. the royal family's doing. I think that was a conscious choice that she made, um, you know, in terms of how she maneuvered and getting in getting roles. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming. I don't know her personally. But I'm assuming. I would assume as well. And I, you know, knowing her team, and I don't know if she still has the same team, but I know that they they were very much in the business of kind of, you got to do your hair a certain way. Mm. You got to cover up freckles. Like they were not, and again, this is also not to give it, obviously I'm not trying to defend it, but this is also over 10 years ago. Hollywood has come some distance, hopefully. But like, I think <laughs> that, Again, with their Netflix deals, I just don't really don't want to hear the same story. And what kind of stuck out for me, I wonder what y'all think, is when Oprah mentioned The Crown, I felt like she was so out of touch by mentioning that. What did you all think? You know about? what it was? Because she didn't go there with the question. She was very PC with that question. She didn't really say, do you, do you believe what they said about your mom and on the specifics and your great, great uncle who left the throne to be with his American wife like you did? Like, she didn't ask specifics of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you if you haven't watched The Crown, stop listening. I was about Stop to say because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, bad. I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't seen it either. Sorry, <laughs> that didn't happen. Just playing. <laughs> no, I want to see it. No, thanks, Monique. I want to see it. <laughs> thanks a lot, Monique. We were all looking forward to it. Um, no, thanks for I was catching like, us out. I watch the <laughs> <laughs> thanks for ruining it. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Any other comments about Megan? Let's. We should probably um, move on and just quickly talk about some other stuff. But what? Any other thoughts? Any like? What do y'all think is going to happen in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I'm on the edge of my seat because, like Richie said, I am genuinely concerned for their well-being and their safety after doing this interview. And mm-hmm. the things that were said, you know, like the palace having a secret deal with um, the press and the tabloids, secret, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, secret deal. Girl, I was scared. I was like, ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think they went too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the point? Really? Thank you, Monica. Thank, what was the, what was their What's the end end goal? goal? Yes. That's what I don't get. Because, you know, like nine people would have to die unexpectedly for him to take over. And then he would have to die before the kids ever took over. So I, the, the chances that these children that are adorable would ever be 
king of England is very slim to none. So I didn't really understand. Like, I can understand if Harry was next in line and they were like, oh, hell no. But I don't really get what the hoopla was about when really the chances of them taking over is little to none. So I'm confused. What would have been fly is that they stayed quiet. They would have like written these amazing movies that were fictional, you know, coincidence if it sounds like something familiar and they never spoke on it, but yet they had content that might've maneuvered and spoke their story. That would have been fly. Mm -hmm. I actually think that she should have just written a book. Right. Yes. Hello. I think you you yeah. put these stories in a book. You you make that the exclusive, you know, and you profit from that in that way. Because honestly, you know, I feel like people love a good book. They love a good tell all. And then I think from there you spin that tell off into, you know, speaking engagements and you talk about how you overcame this level of adversity or perceived adversity or, you know, what have you. You then take the real Oprah route and then you turn that into somebody's you know, how do you uplift other women or, you know, how do you come back, combat this, that or the third? That's what I think should have happened. Um, it may be about a year, maybe about two or three years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think she should have just left him. Like when, again, I'm also <laughs> loving <laughs> 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 I love you. Sorry, I'm all for that. I'm all for like, he, because listen, by the time she told him about how she was feeling, it was months later until the man made a move. So I'm all for making your own moves, honey. Don't sit there like, you know, what what was her name? The one in the castle with her hair. Like you're Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Get yourself out, girl. Get yourself a 22-inch weave, stick it out the door and leave. Like, I just don't like this idea that like, she had this Stockholm syndrome and told her husband and then he loved her so much, but took like six or seven months before he made a move. Mm-hmm. So, but man, when he made a move, did he ever make a move, man? Like, whoa. That's true. Yeah, yeah he had to get his money together. Right, he had to get his coins. <laughs> buy those chickens, honey. You gotta get those <laughs> the chickens. Organic like, only. Chickens. I did not mm-hmm. like the chickens. I was not feeling the chickens and I was not feeling those moments in the chicken coop. I felt like she got even more delusional in the chicken coop. She was saying, I'm Little Mermaid. Oh my God, I couldn't. Fantasy land, you know. I was like, girl. Very, very much lights, camera, action type of moment for me when she said that, you know. Painting a picture of the damsel in distress, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. This whole fairy tale gone awry kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then there was that B roll of the hunter boots in the mud. I was like, okay, well, she- <laughs> 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 the only good thing we got from the UK is hunter boots, honey, because you know the teeth thing. I love my hunter boots. Yes, and Range Rovers. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, Range Rovers, hunter boots, corgis. That's pretty much yes. it. Cause you know, me and Monica talked about this. Their teeth don't be popping. <laughs> so, okay, can I say something about that? Yes, you can. Um, and I don't want to be picky. I don't want to offend anyone when I say this. But please do. I could not stop looking at his teeth. <laughs> 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 and I just wanted to get in there and recommend those people in uh, Colombia. You know the doctors in Colombia that everybody goes to. 
Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Just to sort of, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. That probably didn't matter much when he was in the UK, right? right. But here <laughs> in the US, no, I, and I'm being very genuine when I say this. That's here what makes it so funny. Because, because uh, genuine because shade, pres- really, Richie. Richie's giving because, genuine shade, y'all. But listen, because he's presenting, you know, mm-hmm. on a on a on a public platform here in the U.S. Right. And I just kind of feel like you know now that you're here, um, it's probably time to uh, you know just do a little level up with that. Mm-hmm. 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 Does that sound will. so critical? No, God, I think it's a cultural difference Um, here in America. We're very big on oral hygiene and, you know, teeth aesthetics, I would say. So once he gets really, really acclimated into our culture, I think he's going to want to go visit that doctor in Colombia. It's like 70 grand, right? You can get it done. A nice pair of veneers. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about it is I feel like it's just because, and maybe it's how I think, you know, being on YouTube every day, it's kind of like, I just don't want to look distracting. That's my main goal when I get on camera. Just don't want to look distracting. That's it. Yeah, I have to. I must say this side note: that accent, though, he could read the menu to me, and I would be turned mm, on. I mean, it true. was so deep and raspy, and just oh, I was like, yes, yes, Harry. I agree, honey. I'm googling the seventy thousand dollar Columbia doctor dentist. <laughs> I mean, I need to DM this man. Who is this? I, I need to know what's I'll, I'll going give you the that. contact, Amir. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Monica, give it to me. Hello. <laughs> I definitely will. Amir stays yes, in the DMs. <laughs> no, I love the DMs. As you know, I like to just see what's going on in the world. But yeah, no, teeth are a big thing here. And, you know, I think with him, like you said, that accent kind of you know, gives him a nice clean sweep, but he is just, I I like him. I like the orange beard. I've always liked his like, you know, white booty in Vegas. I've always liked his energy. I I remember that. Remember that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was such a moment. And I, I've always liked him. I just felt like in the interview, he was like Monica said, he kind of seemed surprised or like by what the question was like, it seemed like he wasn't prepped as well as Megan was. So I just kind of felt like he was floundering a little bit and kind of like, and even when he said, Oh, I'm not going to talk about this, but then answered the question right after I was like, he seemed a little unprepared, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, maybe he was nervous. I mean, it's a lot. You're giving up your family. I get it. Um, But I think I guess the narrative of the interview for me was like, we were supposed to feel bad for Megan but then the way it was kind of twisted was like feel bad for Harry. That's yeah, kind of that's how I, I felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. But that was—I don't know if it was like the way they wanted the narrative to go. I don't know. I just felt like Oprah was using kid gloves with him, and maybe because she's seen him grow up, and she was probably friends with Diana. She probably knew. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was that. I don't. I'm not quite sure. But I felt like there was a bit of a disconnect. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to talk about other stuff, but this was so like riveting and and people have just like gone crazy about it so i just i thought we should just give it its due time but are we over it like are we like are we going to keep talking about it for how long i hope not i'm over it okay (laughs) oh no not for this show i'm sorry i meant not for the show i just mean in general no, 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 yeah, in general. That's what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Don't worry. You're like, I'm over the podcast. Bye. I know, no, no. I'm like, no, not you, Amir. I'm never going to be over you. But no, I'm just over this whole. I just, yeah. I think they need to just, just 
be quiet and just kind of right. chill, lay low for a little bit. Well, you yeah. said your truth, like you spoke your truth and we hear you, but I think that it's hard for Americans. I mean, I know a lot of Americans are fascinated, but for me growing up in this country, for me, it was like, well, we left for a reason. So why are we obsessed with the monarchy? I mean, we almost had a king, like Trump wanted to be king. It's not really that cute. So what are we obsessed about? Like it's the glamour of it. Cause otherwise you're giving taxes that are going to someone's personal life. I mean, is I don't know. That doesn't sound good to me. You know what? I'm I'm all in now. I wasn't before, but after this interview, I'm it's like a movie playing out before me. So I have to see how this ends. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm following it. I'm all in. Okay, well. I think that um if it got Piers Morgan off the Fired. airwaves, yes, then yes. we've done a great thing. We did it, Joe. <laughs> We have accomplished something in this first quarter of 2021. Yes. Right. Something good happened in 2021, finally. Yeah. Amen. By Pierce. Amen. Like, Bye, but the problem with people like Pierce Morgan is that they always find their way back. Yeah. That's the unfortunate thing is people like him are like, we're not going to see the end of him. They always find their way back. Like people are, have already been saying, oh, like Matt Lauer should get a second chance. Really? Oh, what? really? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you know, but if you're a woman and you do anything wrong or a queer person or a person of color, I mean, the good luck getting a second chance anywhere. Oh my goodness, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. anyway, it's a great place to end. I mean, everyone knows my distaste for, you know, straight, white, annoying men with privilege. <laughs> 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 you know, everyone knows. Yeah. So I, let's end it there. Just, you know, yeah. goodbye, Pierce. It's just, at least we have one out of the way. We have a lot more work to do, but we have one out of the way. <laughs> 20, I just given. can't. I can't. Um, I love all of you. Thank you for being here. Um Richie, we'll start with you. Tell us where people can follow you and, you know, keep in touch with all of your fabulous YouTubing and all the extraordinaires that you do. Yeah. So follow me on YouTube and Facebook at DJ Richie Sky. I'm trying to increase my Facebook watch time. Um, And also Instagram at DJ Richie Sky as well. Perfect. Monica? Tell us. Hey guys, you can find me on YouTube um, as All About the Tea. I am trying to um, get to 100K subs, um, hopefully before the end of the year. So go on and subscribe to the channel over at YouTube and also the blog, allaboutthetea.com. Yes, honey, work that 100K. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monique, my love, tell us where people can keep in touch. You can find me on Instagram at Cocktails and Confessions. You can follow my blog, Confessions of a Serial Dater in LA.com. And of course, you can go to Barnes and Noble or Amazon and get my book, my novel, Reality in Chaos. Yes, and- honey. It's it's again, I will say it over and over again. It's a fabulous book and it should be made into a movie. Working on it. Yes. <laughs> Maybe Megan can play one of the characters. Megan, honey, you got to start that acting career back up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I got you. Thanks, everyone. And if you haven't seen the interview with Oprah, you're missing out. Go watch it. But you can fast forward through like 45 minutes of it. 
<laughs> it's a good interview. It's Thank fun. you, Amir. I love you. Of course. Love everyone and love all of y'all. And we'll see you on All About the Tea. We're going to, you know, keep covering stuff. So we're, we'll all be together again soon. Sounds good. Yep. Love it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Take On. The Take On is produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Kyle Moore, and is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and The Take On at bpn.fm backslash The Take On. And of course, on my Instagram at Amir Yas Official. Yes, honey, we're official. Make sure to subscribe and rate The Take On wherever you stream your podcast and keep tuning in for more amazing guests. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.